Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. This is the match review. Newcastle lost 4-3 to Manchester City up at St. James's Park. I'm joined by Chief Sports Writer Lee Ryder as we look back on what was a very entertaining game. So Lee, we joked last week about Newcastle potentially being the entertainers after that 4-2 victory over Leicester City. And this weekend, we've been treated to another fantastic game. Unfortunately, Newcastle once again on the wrong end of a 4-3 result this time. Manchester City newly crowned Premier League champions what a game it was. It wouldn't have been lost in that 95-96 season that's so fondly talked about. I'll just talk our listeners through what happened on the pitch. Plenty of goals to discuss. It was Emil Kraft who got the lead for Newcastle against the runner player. Man City had been on top, but it was a corner in for Matt Ritchie and Kraft headed home. Great to see for him. Cancelo then goes up the other end and levels a shot hit. Uh, Jacob Murphy take a pass to Bravka but with City so dominant he didn't really begrudge him that leveller then a couple of minutes later Torres scores was perhaps the goal of the season I know we've just got a couple of games left and many people probably already picked their goal of the season but this is one you have to see on match of the day he's got his back to goal he's mid-air flicks it with the outside of his foot into the into the net absolutely superb you watch it over and over again absolutely brilliant and you then think that's 2-1 at the break. But deep into stoppage time of the first half, Joe Linton is fouled in the box. It goes to VAR because there's the shout that Ansett Maxman might be offside. It's ruled onside. He's having a bit of crack about it now on Twitter after Talk Sports. It was a controversial decision and he's not having that. Rightly, he was ruled onside. And Joe Linton takes the penalty. Top corner at the Leasers. Alan Shearer-esque. Brilliant penalty. Brilliant to see him have the confidence to step up and do it. And then in the second half, City dominant again, but it's Newcastle who take the lead through another penalty. Willick bursts into the box. He's fouled by Kyle Walker. No VR needed here. Uh, Willick steps up. It's saved by Scott Carson, who's making his first appearance in the Premier League in over 10 years. But Willick reacts the quickest to put it back into the net. Lovely 3-2, but fuming here because Man City go up to their end and get a leveller within two minutes. Torres taps home from just inside the six-yard box. And then he scores a lovely volley after Cancelo hits the post. He reacts quickest, hit it back on the volley, past Dubravka, and that's 4-3. And then Man City kind of just dug in and just passed it around. And there was a passage of play, which we'll discuss later, Lee. That was like four minutes long, and City dominated. Newcastle didn't look, didn't really step up, um, you know, as many maybe thought they might do with nothing, nothing to lose. But nonetheless, it's a proud performance. How would you sum up what you witnessed tonight? Yeah, I mean, where do you start with that? 4-3. Um, look, you know, that's what every fan wants to see, entertaining football like that. It was an entertaining game. If I'm being hypercritical about it, it's that when Newcastle went 1-0 up and certainly when they went 3-2 up, they um, just weren't able to, to keep the nerve and realistically if you're going to get points off the top teams that's exactly what you have to do and sadly they just weren't able to sort of compose themselves and it ha- it's been a problem um, 
in other games as well. But look, it's against Man City. They're one of the very, very best. And, you know, Newcastle are safe now. So, ultimately, it, I suppose it, it doesn't matter as much as it did a few weeks ago. Uh, but it would have been nice to get a point tonight. And tomorrow if Newcastle uh, watch on and Brighton win, then they'll be back down to fourth bottom. So, there lies the, the overall problem this season. So the stats show just how well Man City dominated that game. Newcastle only had 18% possession over the 90 minutes. And we've already mentioned in the intro there the, the passage of play where they just passed it around Man City, you know, <laughs> for fun, really. Um, but Newcastle, other than the three goals they scored, actually had chances, didn't they, to go out there and get all three points. They just, unfortunately, didn't take them. Yeah, I mean, uh, at 3-2 at up, I, there was a long way to go. Uh, but... At one 0 up, when Shelby hits the hits the woodwork with a free kick, then then that becomes a different game entirely. Um, you know, a two 0 lead, completely different, really, um, and it might just be a bit of a push for City. But I don't know. There was a there was a there was a period during the second half where Newcastle just couldn't get the ball, and Man City were just absolutely dominating, like Barcelona used to under Guardiola, and uh, yeah, it was. It was it was difficult to watch, but sometimes you've just got to almost sit back and admire when you when you're playing against the top top managers and the, the top teams in the world. So um, it's it's hard to get too down about it because it was a, it was a decent game. I think if the fans had been in tonight, I think they would have applauded Newcastle off uh, despite the despite losing the game. And you know if they'd played. If they'd played with that style all season, then I, I don't think they'd be where they are, and I don't think there'd be half as many complaints. But I suppose you have to have all your top players fit to to do that. I mean, only eighteen percent possession, as you say, but very exciting on the counter. Uh, the likes of Almiron going forward, um, Saint Maximin, and you know Joe Linton having another good game tonight. There was a lot. There was a lot of positives despite conceding four goals. And some of the players you mentioned there, Lee, give Nathan Ake a really tough night tonight, didn't they? And I thought that was really good to see from a Newcastle point of view. You know, he's cost a lot of money. He's a very good centre-back. But tonight, he couldn't handle the likes of Joe Willick or, or Joe Linson. And he was embarrassed a few times. And I thought that was really good to see that these players weren't scared of the names with a big transfer fees. And they just took the game to, to Man City. And, you know, in the end, they, they just narrowly lost out. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, we know that wasn't Man City at the very best, and you know there was a few changes, and they did give away a chance by putting the backup goalkeeper in goal as well. So we can't get too carried away with it. But uh, ultimately, if Newcastle, this is the thing they've got: they've got Saint Maximin, they've got Almiron. Uh, we will get more from Jolin and Callum Wilson will be fit next season. And there's a few other options in and around um, the squad, but they, they probably need three or four quality additions this summer. Now, this is where the big question mark lies because Mike Gashley feels like he has a deal on the table and wants to sell. Okay, that's great. Now, but if that doesn't go through, then they're going to have to address it. And I just wonder if they're going to get caught in the middle somewhere where the takeover situation is delayed. I mean, no problems if the tater goes through because you, they're then on a different level altogether. You know, it's, it's fantasy football all, all of a sudden. But if it doesn't go through, um, 
you, this team needs to to build again in the summer, and uh, I don't think the resource will be put forward for them to do that because they're already talking openly about Bosman's and loan deals for next season. So it's um, it's, a, it's a tricky one, and it's a shame because, as I say, they have got a decent decent eleven, and uh, they need to build on that. Yeah, one hundred percent agree with you. I tweeted that at, at full time that there's a platform there to build on, and there's really no excuse. I mean, other than Joe Willick, he's absolutely keying into this counter attack and football. And I thought tonight it was just it was just good to watch, wasn't it? I mean, just a bit more on on the on the style. Lee, what was your your take on it tonight? Yeah, and as I say, it was it was it was good to watch. I mean, Almiron and Saint Maximin, sometimes the the final pass just wasn't there, but over. Overall, um, the fans won't complain about that because if the team has has a style about them on the break, that that that's very exciting. And it, against you know other teams, that'll be fine. If they've done that against Sheffield United away and Brentford in the cup, then I'm pretty sure there'd be a different result. Honestly, I'm and they they did have players available to do that. I mean, Saint Maximum was injured. We we know about that. He had the COVID problem, but there were still others that they could have put together a side like that, you know, when, when Fraser was fit, things like that. But they just opted to to go for a defensive sort of uh, strategy. But yeah, it's 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 kind of behind one now, but um, we'll just have to see what they can get out these last two games. And they are two very presentable opportunities to pick up six points. Yeah, we've got Sheffield United on Wednesday in front of 10,000 fans at St James Park, which would be great to see be great to hear fans chanting and singing can't wait for that one tonight Lee what I was really impressed with was that fighting spirit from from Newcastle and I think that's all fans want to see you've referenced it earlier on the show here and in your match report that you know they put in it put up a bit of a fight which was good and had they played in a similar style in other games in the season fans wouldn't really be complaining about anything I think that's all fans want they want to see their team not just turn up and make the numbers but they want to see them take the game to opponents don't show fear especially against the top teams, don't just turn up and let the top teams control you and dominate. And if they do do that, at least, you know, try and attack, try and do something. And tonight, Newcastle did it. And I think fans will be happy with the performance because they scored three goals. They could have had more. They were in it right until the end, really. It was only 4-3. And yes, City had that brilliant bit of possession, what have you. But, you know, it only takes one chance to get a draw. And I think Newcastle fans just want to see that more often. Yeah, and I mean, with 20 minutes left, anything could have happened in that game. There was seven goals had been scored and both teams were still, you know, trying to, to get something out of it. Uh, it was just unfortunate. I, I, I think really Newcastle, the last sort of seven days, um, you know, they've won 4-2 and they've lost 4-3. Fans would be pretty happy with that. I mean, I've never been one of these ones who say I would rather lose a game 4-3 than win 1-0. No, I want to see Newcastle United win every time. Um, I know that's not possible, but if the effort's there and the purpose is there, then you know you can't complain with uh, the way they went about the business. That's all people want to see, as you say, effort and uh, a team that tries. And they, they certainly tried tonight. And as I say, if there'd been fans in there tonight, they'd have been applauded off. There's no doubt about it. Even though they conceded four goals, they'd have been applauded off. And... Um, yeah, I mean, it's the, the, but then the whole sort of, um, what's been running in the background between, you know, Steve Bruce's popularity, 
the supporters, um, you know, not taking to him, pundits coming out and, and defending him, um, even you know before the game today, uh, Jermaine Jenis talking about trophies being plonked on tables and restaurants and all this nonsense, and it, there just seems to be still tension in the background, and that's uh, that's something that you know, maybe there all the way through Steve Bruce's reign. Thank you for tuning in today with the Black and White Podcast. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. We just urge you guys to please subscribe to the podcast through whichever platform you use. Totally free to do. Just means every time we upload a new episode to our channel, you'll get a notification saying we've done just that and you can listen to it straight away. And if you get the chance to leave us a review as well, that would be much appreciated. That really does help us out. You can also follow Chronicle Live's new Cash United channels over on social media. We're at Chronicle NUFC on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can email us here at the show with your feedback, your comments, your questions, whatever. Just drop us a line at the EIBW podcast at reachplc.com. And you can also stick a date with everything to do with the club by subscribing to our daily Newcastle United newsletter. That's also free. And you'll get a morning news roundup, an evening news roundup, and a breaking news alert as well. And that'll get emailed directly to your inbox. The link for that is in the show notes. Hit that, scroll down to sport-newcastle-united, tick the box, and you'll all be signed up. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll now get back to the show. Yeah, I want to ask you about that Manager of the Month award in just a moment, but just a quick note on some of the goal scorers. Joe Linton first, uh, he got eight in your match ratings, man of the match. Great to see that. He had a good performance today, like we've mentioned. He kind of bullied Aki once or twice. He gets the penalty, scores the penalty. And it was great to see he's playing with a bit more confidence. And what did you make of his performance? Yeah, and credit to him for stepping up and taking the penalty. Because that, you know, when there's a VAR delay and all the criticism that he's had, uh, he also missed the penalty against Newport in the Cup. So for him to have the confidence and show the desire to do it I thought well, that was first class I'm I'm not sure why I'm not sure exactly why he didn't take the second penalty there was a long discussion between him and Willock about it and uh, Willock obviously fancied it and yeah fair enough uh, he, he got there in the end with it but yeah it was um, it was good to see and um, hopefully you know his third season can be his strongest but he's still got a couple of games left to to add to his tally, he's on six in all competitions now. If he can get anywhere near double figures, then you know he salvaged something from a season. You know that that looked pretty, pretty desperate at one stage. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I personally think he's a great sort of athlete. I think he's a very strong player. That's why he's in the team. He wins so many headers. Um, my my only criticism on him has been the desire to score when he comes off the pitch. Sometimes he doesn't look like he's worried that he hasn't scored and the great number nines at Newcastle you know they've got a face like thunder when they're coming off the pitch and they haven't you know got on the score sheet but you know maybe I'm being a bit old-fashioned there and expecting too much but you know I think he's he's certainly shown the character um to want to succeed at Newcastle United and, and fair play to him for that. Just a quick word on Emil Kraft who opened the scoring with a great header Defensively as well, I thought he had a decent game against the side, which has got lots of attacking talent. It's been a tough year for him, so it's good to see him of late putting a few decent performances and hopefully he can finish the, the season strong as well. Yeah, it was brilliant to see him score. and But not only that, his defensive contributions in the first half. I think he 
putting five pretty much immaculate tackles and you know he's playing in that sort of more central position uh in the, in the back five and you know he's another one who's had he's had criticism um but he again he's bounced back and showed that he's a decent squad member so you know that that was a good spot from the scout that signed him and just finally then leave before I let you go we've got Steve Bruce winning the manager of the month award for April 11 points out of a possible 14 fully deserved in your opinion yeah i mean it was, it was a stiff competition for for April so you know he's got it um you know it was a vote as well so obviously got a lot of people voted i think personally Steve Bruce at Newcastle when when he's got the results and done well I think he's, he has had the praise. I don't think it's as one-sided as people make out. You know, yeah, he's had some he's had some heavy criticism, but no heavier than other managers have had down the years. You know, after um, disastrous results, and for me, the Brentford game that that was a disastrous result because that's an opportunity to get through to a semi-final, and you are going to upset the Tyneside public by not not at least putting an effort in it wasn't the fact just the fact they got beat that night it was the the way they went out the cup uh sheffield united away was also very similar uh a, a narrow one nil defeat at bramall lane but you know against the team of rock bottom and if they played like they had with the same style tonight then that wouldn't happen so uh you, you get criticism as newcastle manager it's a very high profile job but i think it's I personally think that the the balance has been there by the majority of uh, journalists. So I'm not I'm a hundred percent sitting here thinking I'm not convinced that he's been hammered all the way through by everybody because that's just not true. So there we have Lee Ryder live from St James's Park. Lee, thanks for joining us on the Everything Is Black and White podcast. You guys tuning in, thank you as always for listening. Go over to chroniclelive.co.uk to keep a date with all the latest Newcastle News.